Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast. You have found it on the Five Reasons flagship feed. We'll be converting this with a new logo and all kinds of new stuff coming up soon, especially as I head out to Summer League this week to cover the Heat and the rest of the NBA. This is Ethan Skolnick. I'm here with Alf Sidney. Before we get to our next episode, I want to tell you about our great sponsor, Seltzer Maybird. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets with a new 15,000-square-foot office that has opened on I-95 in North Miami. We share that office with them. Come say hello. They'll handle your case from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. All right, as I said, I'm Ethan here with ALF, and it's July 4th. It is a holiday, but not for the NBA. There's been big news on July 4th in the past because um, it falls right in the middle of the moratorium period. Um, Kevin Durant, I believe, announced on July 4th. There have been some other players who have announced at this point. I don't know that we're going to get big announcements today, but what ALF and I are going to do is try to put what the Heat are doing in the context of the rest of the NBA. And so because I think the Heat are on hold a little bit right now, as is – a lot of the rest of the league because of what Kawhi Leonard is deciding. Alf, we're going to start there. Uh, he had a meeting with Toronto. They brought helicopters. Um, <laughs> in L.A., there was a meeting, and nobody looked up from their table at Spago. Um, <laughs> if you were Kawhi right now, do you choose the place where in a country where he is the premium superstar right now, a guy who is a hermit, doesn't like to get bothered, or do you go to a place in L.A.? one of the two teams there to either be with a non-traditional franchise or a franchise whose fans will compare you to Kobe relentlessly and tell you you're no good and forget about you in three months. I mean, if, if I'm Kawhi, I do, I stay in Toronto and run it back. It's really hard to leave a championship team. I, I, I almost don't even understand how it's really even an option. Like you just won a title. They can bring the entire team back. Danny Green's waiting on his decision um, it just makes all the sense in the world. Sign a one and one, you know. You if you if they do it again, you go ahead and sign another sign an extension, or go ahead and sign a full deal, or you you know they they bow out in the second round. Then you go, you know, you make another move. I just don't. I what I do understand from his point of view is he does have injury history, right? So right, it, he might be trying to lock up the next four or five years of his life right now. Uh, just in case there's another injury. So I understand it from that point of view. But for him to leave a championship team is just its just strange to me, right? Like, when has this happened before? Well, I don't think LeBron would have left the Heat in 14 if they'd won. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I, I think he wanted to go, but I think he would have convinced himself that it made sense to stay. And so I don't well, think... Well, the one would've... thing, LeBron had the whole going home thing, right? Right. And, like, going back to Cleveland and do like. He could have still made it about, hey, listen, I, you know, I've done what I've had to do in Miami. It's time to take this back to Cleveland. Like there was, it made sense. But I know that Kawhi is from LA, but it's not like he, you know, he grew. He, he even says it time after time. He didn't grow up a Lakers fan, right? 
So it, it, I don't know. I just, I, it, the, it doesn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially for somebody who doesn't like the limelight going, you know, playing for the Lakers. Like that's peak limelight. Well, is it, I guess that's to me, that's the question. Is it more limelight or less? Because I, I understand what you're saying. The Lakers are the premium franchise in the sport or they have been, although the recent record of success doesn't suggest that, but also in Los Angeles, I mean, I mean, they're just used to seeing celebrities. I mean, it's Miami on steroids, right? So yeah. I, mean, I lived there for a few months. It's not, it's not a big deal. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, okay, we saw Kawhi Leonard. Oh, and, you know, there's, uh, you know, Taylor Swift. I mean, I, I, I just, <laughs> Toronto, I mean, they're, 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 I mean, I'm not joking. There are helicopters. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> right. So yeah, they I, did everything. He, they did everything you wouldn't want to do to Kawhi Leonard to get him to stay. Like, don't, right. you know, don't make him uncomfortable, but right. I'm not don't, talking about just like locally, like not that he right. can't go have a meal. I'm talking about every single day on sports center, the, the constant media pressure that comes with playing with LeBron James and not to mention playing with LeBron James, you get blamed when they fail and right. you get none of the credit when you win. Uh, and, you know, that's that's one of the reasons there's a lot of stars that don't want to play with them because you don't you don't get the credit and you get all the blame. The only guy who escaped that in a lot of ways was Dwayne. It was because his history here was already secure. But even some of that, it was if Dwayne was healthy, uh, this would be easy for LeBron. And then, of course, you know, the, the Dwayne was carrying him in the 2011 finals and, and he was the one who failed. And um, that's the only time he really got specifically blamed for anything yeah down here for, for a performance standpoint i i just I, to me i'm rooting for toronto for a lot of reasons one i love the city so and, and i love the way they've embraced the game and I, I really like people in their front office and i like the way they handle the media there's a lot of things about the raptors i like uh but the biggest thing is uh, this decision to me will dictate you know how compelling the season is like you said it like if he goes to the lakers it's espn sports center 24 7 They've yeah. all sort of, I mean, Rachel, Brian, they've all kind of relocated out there anyway. Uh, it's just endless. I don't watch ESPN anymore, really, um, because I can't take just the constant. I mean, not, you know, Stephen A, 23 hours a day I can take. The 24s, you know, the 24th gets to me. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just, you know, it's, it's like they got rid of Skip and they just said, okay, we'll just make Stephen take all of his responsibility. Yeah, every I mean, single show – He's on. I mean, I, I just, I, it's, I can't take, and I, I don't even mind him, um, you know, and I respect what he's accomplished, but it's just, it's enough. I mean, there's no creativity on that network at all anymore. Um, and so I don't really watch it, uh, but I know people do and they dictate coverage and it's a feedback loop, right? Like they mm -hmm. come up with some crazy narrative. This is what happened during the heat days, the heat big three, they come up with a crazy narrative and then they send it. I've seen this stuff. They send it to all their shows. And so it's talked about on Around the Horn and PTI and now Get Up and whatever other yeah, it's shows like, that they It's have. like printing your own money. They, they, they right. make up a controversy and then debate the, the merits of the controversy for the entire day. Right. And, right. and, then and, and you watch it happen and you're like, how did we get sucked into this crap? And every time we get sucked into it. And it's just – and so, so to me, this is the difference between having that, which will become incredibly irritating, where it's, it'll be the whole league versus the Lakers, right? That's it. That's all they're going to talk about. Or – if he chooses Toronto, you can make an argument this will be the most compelling competitive season in terms of number of teams that can contend for a championship in the past, I don't, 30 years? How, I mean, people were saying that the league was really wide open the year the Heat won in, in 06. I, I guess it was. I, there was a Detroit team that was kind of, you know, considered elite at that point. San Antonio was still near the top. 
Uh, and obviously, you know, the Dallas team, I, I don't know that everybody was really expecting that necessarily, uh, the one that got to the finals. But uh, if you look at uh, what you'd have, I mean, you can make a case, okay, as championship contenders, and we will talk about the Heat here in a second, I promise, okay? But you can make a case for Toronto, obviously, okay? I mean, they're not going to lose anybody of significance if Green signs back. Uh, then Milwaukee, which has lost Brogdon, uh, but did bring back Brooke Lopez, did bring back Middleton, still has Giannis. So those two, Philadelphia, who you like a lot, uh, I think those would be the three in the East, right? I, I don't, I don't see Boston. I, I don't. I, I, Enos Cantor's going to stop somebody. I mean, I, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, Boston. You you don't get better by losing Kyrie Irving and Al Horford. No. And no. and picking up Kemba Walk, Kemba and um and Enos Cantor. No, you don't. It's, you don't. No. You so, get I, worse. so 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 I I think there's three in the East, but then in the West there's Denver. There's I love Utah's roster. Love Denver, Utah. Yep. Uh, Portland, I mean, Portland didn't lose anybody. Portland, well, they had Hassan. We'll see how that well, goes. But but they but they were action by addition. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, they, but they were in the West Finals, and I like a couple of the other moves that they made. Um, and so they're in there. I know everybody's. I mean, I, I my buddy Tim Bontemps is on ESPN saying that they're not Golden State, and he's he lives in San Francisco now. They or half the time, or he did actually. He was covering them. He just moved to cover some of the teams in the East Coast. But he covered the Warriors. He doesn't think the Warriors are making the playoffs. I think the Warriors can still make it to the finals. I, I yeah, don't... why? Why not? I mean, why? They're they're good enough to 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 stick around in the middle of the pack um, until Clay comes back. And once Clay's back, if Clay's anywhere near what he used to be, that's the seventy three win team, right? With D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, like why is that? I don't. I, I, mean, I, don't I mean, their bench has gone to shit, right? But uh, but but they did sign Cauley Stein, who's a useful addition. They re-signed Looney. Look, I I have my own issues with kind of the way the media has treated them because, and I tweeted this: if if the Heat's big three teams, I mean the Heat got a hard time, rightly so, for the Miller and Anthony moves. But like, if the Heat had basically given away their heart and soul, which people say it's Draymond, in a lot of ways it's been Iggy. They don't win that first title uh, without Iggy. Okay. Yeah. LeBron with you, all right, and he was still playing at a high level this postseason. He's one of yeah. I didn't even players. I didn't even understand that move. Is it because of his comments and about no? Not, I don't know. I think they had to clear the money to, to make the D'Angelo Russell deal work. Oh, that's they had true. To do yeah. a couple of things. They had to clear Iggy's money, and then in the ultimate in, is indignity, they had to basically send Brooklyn a draft pick to 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 get Russell after Brooklyn just took Durant. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, if it was not a media darling like Bob Myers who did that, and there's certain guys, Morey, Bob Myers, David Griffin, who's, a, you know, a favorite of mine also is one. Masai, who's a favorite of mine also is one. But there are certain GMs that always get the benefit of the doubt. The Heat don't because they don't leak. So a lot of the national guys, you know, they, particularly Woj, who's never got anything from the Heat, okay, because they, they've shut him out for years and did during the LeBron years. It's a little different now because he shares an agent with, with Spo. But – so he has gotten some access there. He got that hour and a half podcast with Spo a couple of years ago, which I was like, oh my, Spo, what, Spo hates radio for three minutes. I was like, you did an hour and a half? Uh, but, but, Spo uh, talk to somebody? I, well, it, it, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I always used to say that, but he did it. He did Izzy and I the first day we had our show. And uh, that was the day he announced his engagement on the way out the door. Um, and we had Dwayne and Jason Taylor on that same show. It was all downhill from there. We <laughs> waited on our first show. Uh, but yeah, you, uh, you blew your load early. So. Yeah, yeah, we peaked. We peaked. We peaked. We, we were like Beasley in his first summer league game when he dropped thirty, and then and then the next next game he had thirteen fouls. Um, but uh, 
yeah, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with this at this point, but, but basically like going back to the contenders thing. Okay. We just named five or six in the West. I mean, Houston also, I hate what they're trying to do, but they still have Harden and OKC. I mean, as long as they have Westbrook and George, like if they could figure things out, like, I don't think it's crazy to call them a contender. I don't think they're a serious contender. You're talking like eight, nine, ten teams um, that have a real shot at it. And then, of course, the Lakers would too with, with LeBron and Anthony Davis and whatever other – and they're adding Kyle Korver, it looks like, and they're going to add some useful pieces and some shooters this time. You got to see what ha- – I, I don't even – I don't know how they fill out the rest of that roster, but, yeah, it is – they do – I mean, you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, you have a chance. Right. right, they'll find they'll find enough on the trash heap that they'll 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 be in contention. I mean, you don't think LeBron will stay healthier this year? After I mean, after, I mean, he knew he had no chance last year, right? Like we know when LeBron doesn't feel he has a chance, he checks out a little mentally, and kind of what happened that first year in Cleveland where he took the two weeks in Miami. If he thinks he has a chance this year, he's got Anthony Davis. Like uh, he has a chance. Like so, you're talking. I, I mean, I just named the ten teams that I mean that to me all of them have a chance to be really good, but none of them have more than two stars, right? Like legit healthy, like Milwaukee. Okay. Middleton is kind of their second star, right? Okay. Uh, Toronto, who's their second star, Lowry or Siakam? Lowry, I guess, and Siakam. Probably Siakam this year. But it's not, it's not, it's not, it's 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 no kind of big three. three. Right. They don't have like three superstars, right? Philadelphia, I don't really, I know Tobias is maxed. I don't consider him a superstar. I think they got two could potentially be. And in the West, all those teams. I mean, Denver, Jokic. Who's going to be their second superstar? Maybe Murray. Maybe um, I don't they, think Millsap is there, right? Uh, yeah. Utah, uh, Gobert and Mitchell. I mean, Conley's really good. He's not a superstar. So what I'm saying is this whole paradigm. We, and and in Golden State until um, you know Clay's back. You know, don't have Steph and Draymond. Right. And D'Angelo, whatever whatever you think he is, but I don't know that he's at you know he's proven himself at quite. I mean, he's done it one year. So so to me, uh, this is this is fantastic for the NBA fan. If Kawhi goes back to Toronto, it's fantastic. The only people it's great for if if Kawhi goes to the Lakers is ESPN. That's it. That's it. It's going to be totally infuriating. It's going to be the whole league against the Lakers because they put everything in the context of one team, like they do in baseball with the Yankees. Okay, or they do in, in football with the Patriots. Okay, and and so I am rooting hard, like harder for anything else <laughs> for this than anything else this NBA offseason that Kawhi says he's going back to Toronto and fine, one and one, whatever it is. But I just think it'd be a great freaking season. Like I had it at the summer league and that's happened, and you start talking to people and all the teams that feel they have a chance at the beginning of the year. And it's not like it's like, and, and somebody said it'll be the lowest ratings ever. No, it won't. There's no players on all of these teams. Like the every it's it's it goes back to when probably in the nineties when you would watch uh basketball on a Sunday, NBA and NBC, and they'd have a triple header mm-hmm. and you would eat every team they put on there had a star. Right. There was somebody there was something compelling, somebody to watch. You know, it was Bulls versus Knicks, Rockets versus the Suns. It was just, you know, Barkley, Elijah one. It would there was there was there were stars everywhere. Right now, right now, I mean, there's a lot of teams you put on a Thursday night, you know. Um, not, I mean, like the past few years where right. you're just watching. I mean, you're watching the Suns and you're watching the Kings, and you're looking for stars. You you can't find them. 
No, and some of these younger teams have developing stars. Like Trey Young is a developing star. Luca is a developing star. Like there, there are players you want to. I mean, even Sacramento. Like, I want to watch Bagley this year. I want to watch De'Aaron Fox. Like that. I, I think the league is in a really good position if Kawhi goes to Toronto. I, I just if they go, but the ratings will probably be higher if he goes to L.A. because it's going to be all focused on that. And I get it. That's what it's all to be about. But it'll be infuriating to me. All right, so let's go to the Heat now. And, and sort of there where they are, because I'm not naming them as a championship contender, but they have a star. He's not a mega star, but they have a star in Jimmy Butler. We've seen this past week, kind of what's happened since our last podcast. Uh, you know, Dwayne officially welcomed Jimmy uh, from China. I don't know this whole big head thing they're doing. Uh, then uh, Josh Richardson was at the Pro-Am, which uh, you guys were there, a bunch of you guys. Yeah. And uh, and Josh he got a nice ovation from the fans, which was nice which, to see. Which he deserved. And, and you know, I thought his – his out, you know, his outgoing Twitter message, Instagram message was typical Josh, like very, very classy. Um, I hope he does really well there. It's a little infuriating to me that suddenly he's become this elite three and D player and in the, in the likes in the eyes of national media. I'm not mentioning Zach Lowe who watches the tape and, and thought he was anyway, but I'm talking about some of these other national guys who are, Josh is this great find. And I'm like, where were you the last couple of years? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the bias is, the bias is real. The bias is real, but I'm rooting for him. I, I think it is, as we've talked about a great fit. He's a fourth option. I mean, I think he can be a third on a good team, but as a fourth, he's perfect. He's going to fit in great up there. They're going to love him in Philadelphia. He plays hard. Uh, like I, I just, I, it's a great fit for him. Um, and so we've seen he's out the door. We see that there's no Dragic trade yet. One of the reasons we want to start with Kawhi is because, you know, the Dragic trade may be dependent on that because if, if the Lakers don't get Kawhi, then all the reports are that they're going to move themselves to Goron. I, I know LeBron uh, respects Goron's game. I don't think they're a great fit together, to be honest. Uh, but, Neither do I, but they need somebody. They need somebody. I mean, right. look, I mean, what's the left? At there's point, not a lot left. No, at, at point guard, there's really – I mean, and remember, it's not just ball they traded. It's heart also. So they don't really have anything, which means that, to me, what, what does that mean? Okay, it means you're putting the ball in LeBron's hands all the time, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, the Heat was trying to get away from that five years ago. Not that he can't do it, but he's in his mid-30s now. And, you know, the whole plan for the Heat was to put him in the post more often and let him play sort of point forward up there – and there's times he's done it, other times he does it. It always, you know, sort of goes back to the ball in his hands. But that's not at this stage of his career where he's going to be most sort of durable. LeBron, uh, LeBron can't be playing high 30s, you know, for 82 no. games anymore. No. Like that, that has to stop. And, it's, and you look at that, I mean, you look, first of all, they have a shell of a team. They don't even really have a team. And if they don't, if they strike out on Kawhi, um, I, the go on is – I mean, all signs in the point to them picking up Goran because what else do what else is out there? And but my thing is, what do, I understand that the Heat will get the cap relief, but what are they getting back? I mean, would you do you think the Lakers would throw in a, fir, uh, a first or second round pick? Uh, well, I, it's hard to know what the Lakers are going to do because I don't know who's running the Lakers, right? So, I, I mean, is Palenka running the Lakers? Is Genie running the Lakers? Is LeBron running the Lakers? I mean, if, if, it's, if it's LeBron and Rich Paul running the Lakers, which is what it seems to be right now, then they'll give up whatever picks you want because he doesn't care about Yeah, because they don't care about the future of the franchise. There in two, three years, he doesn't want to groom those guys anyway. Uh, I, I, you know, look, it's very likely Rondo's going to end up back there. 
Uh, it seems like there is some rapport with him and LeBron. You know, I, again, he's another guy who he's never really later in his career. He's kind of just become this thinking man's type player, but he's never been a great shooter, which is one of my concerns with all of the, with John Wall, who we're going to talk about in a second as guys age at that position. I mean, Goran is a plus shooter um, and he can shoot, you know, he can shoot off the ball. He'll get lost in the corner a lot with LeBron and be standing there waiting for it because we saw that with Dwayne and LeBron is at is hyper Dwayne in that regard. So yeah. like now, I mean, LeBron will try to find, you know, how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Him, but LeBron likes sort of finding bigger players, okay, and all the rest of that, Working with the small guards has sometimes been a little bit of a challenge for him. I, I, I think uh, I think it likely will happen, but I'm with you. I don't see the – I don't know why people – like you said, the cap relief if you're making another move now. I don't know why the Goron contract has been framed as this negative thing. He's in the last year of his deal making $17 million. When he's healthy, and that's been a problem lately, but when he's healthy, he gives you 17 and 4 or 5. He shoots 36 to 38% from 3. I don't, I don't, he's a great locker room guy. See, at this point, why is there this rush? I'm not saying that you don't do it if you do something else out there, but I don't know. Like, is it just because people are worried justice isn't going to play point? Like, is that, is that the only, is that? No, I think what I think, I think people want to get off the contract, and I think that's just a mistake. Um, What I do see, and this is something that Barry Jackson pointed out, um, they have to get, they got to shed six, I think it's 16 million, the, the, the amount of Ryan Anderson's contract, or they're going to have to stretch him. Right. And if they have to stretch him, that's 15, that's 15 million That's 5 million a year over the next three years. That's put, that puts $5 million against your 2021 salary cap Mm -hmm. the year when you're trying to clear space. So I think when you're looking at it, people are saying the most viable trade option they have is Goron. But I, I look at it and I say, once Kawhi's made his decision and Let's say a lot of people do see the league as wide open. I don't understand why there isn't wouldn't be a market for a trade for JJ, for Dion, for even Kelly. So I, I think it's going to be more than just Goron uh, that that's going to be um, that's going to be impacted by Kawhi's decision because I think I, especially Dion. I look at that contract and I say, man, like if you need a scorer off the bench or you're just lacking at shooting guard because shooting guard is probably the weakest it's ever been in the NBA. And there's a guy like Dion who can get you points for two years at 24 million. Why wouldn't a lot more teams jump on that? Unless they don't think the ankle's right uh, or the attitude's right. Now the, the attitude I think can be reshaped with him for a period of time. Uh, the ankle, you know, is he a hundred percent? I think that would be one of the questions. I think there'd be some teams that look at that, but let's look at those players. Okay. Cause you mentioned all of them, right? So, uh, there's two different things to look at. First, I mentioned three championship contenders in the East. Now, if there's only three, it means that the Heat's upside could potentially be a four seed this year, right? And so, because I don't see another team in there. Because Indiana, I know some people like some of the things they've done, but they also lost some pieces, man. Like, I, I like Brogdon. Collison was useful for them. Um, you know, they don't the, – Thad Young's gone. Like, I, they, they had some some parts, I thought, that were decent parts for them that are not there. I mean, it's all dependent on Victor. 
But I don't know. And I also think they way overachieved last year. They did. I thought McMillan did a fantastic job. Um, There's a lot of questions about whether their front court can really play together going forward. Like, are Sabonis and Miles Turner really the best fit? Uh, They've lost Tyreek Evans. I know that was not considered a major thing, but he gave them some scoring off the bench. I don't know. I, I don't know that I look at Indiana and I say that's a 50 win team. I, and I don't think Boston is either. So if we're saying that the Heat, if they just tweak this thing, if they don't make major changes, then get into the high 40s, I mean, they could be a home court seat in the Eastern Conference. I really, I mean, look at the rest of the conference. Like, okay, no, I believe that too. Gonna, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're, we're discounting the Nets right now. We, we are, but okay, how much better have the Nets really gotten? I don't, I, mean, I, I don't think much. I think they're, I mean, I think. Year, I mean, yeah, after this year, they, I mean, they're going to take off. I mean, in 2000, the 2021 season. But this year, I mean, just adding – taking out D'Angelo Russell, adding Kyrie gets you how many more wins? I mean, how healthy is Kyrie, is Kyrie going to be? And who, how, who knows, how well, right? How well, how well are guys going to play off of Kyrie? How frustrating it was some of the young guys. Look, I like Jared Allen uh, a lot. I, I thought that was a great draft pick at the time. Uh, I like Levert you know, when he's healthy and he, he got back healthy at the end of last year, but I looked at their bench and I'm, I'm not uh, overwhelmed. And I like, I'm, I'm a big Joe Harris guy. Okay. And I covered his rookie year in Cleveland. He's a great kid and he's made himself a player. Uh, and a lot of teams would like to have him, but I, I don't, I look at their roster right now and I'm like, okay, yeah, they won free agency cause they got Durant, but we're not going to see the dividends of that this year. Yeah, That's a, that's a, that's a two year. That's a, that's that doesn't that the dividend like you said that doesn't pay dividends this year. That's right. All they did basically was switch D'Angelo Russell with Kyrie Irving, and right. yeah, that maybe that gets you four more wins. But and that's but I think that's generous. Last, but they overachieved last year too, I thought. So and I know they lost some guards and Dinwiddie was missed some time and Levert missed some time, but I I don't see them as a lock for a four seed. Orlando, okay, they brought back Vucevic. They haven't added anybody of note. They still have some of the same issues they had before. I still don't like their bench. Charlotte's uh, worse. Detroit. Charlotte, Charlotte's worse. Atlanta is going to be a power in a couple of years. I don't think they're there yet. Detroit I mean, got – all Detroit did is just get older. Detroit got older, and Washington is – and we're going to – that's our next topic here, but Washington is not going to be good, intentionally so. So, I mean, the, the Heat are going to win their division. You realize that, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I know it doesn't mean anything, but look at the division. Charlotte, Atlanta – Washington, Orlando, the Heat are going to win the division. Now, so I, I, that's why I'm saying, like, okay, if you look at these, these players, okay, you mentioned Olenek, James Johnson, Waiters, and Dragic. Dragic is still the best player of the four of those. It's not close, right? Yeah. right? But I guess who is the player that would be more, most useful to the current roster? Is it Kelly? I, I'd say Kelly. Definitely Kelly, just because the, this, the power forward slash center position – it feels like there's a lot there, but it's it, there's also, I mean, there, you have to find guys that can play with Bam, mm-hmm. and the guy that plays with Bam the best is Kelly. When you talk at that front court, so yeah, Goran is still the best player, but who fits the best with the team and makes the team better right now? It's probably going to be Kelly Olynyk. But I, I, I said this when I, I appeared on Heat Beat the other day, and I did. I said, um. Does Myers Leonard kind of make Kelly expendable? I know he's not as good as Kelly, but he does some of the things that Kelly can do. He's cheaper, and he's an expiring deal. Right. So is it worth getting off of Kelly's – what's Kelly at, $12 million? 
Uh, I think he's at 13, yeah. But 13 yeah, so million. So he's in the 12 to 14 range. So yeah. Myers Leonard is slightly cheaper, expiring, and can do some of the things that Kelly does. Does that make Kelly expendable? Well, I, th- I think that they've given themselves options, right? Um, you know, and, and uh, I mean, t- to me, the James Johnson one is the least bang for the buck right now. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and it's hard for me to see, like, if you have James Johnson, if you have Dragic and Winslow and you have Jimmy who's going to handle a lot, then, uh, you know, what is the purpose that James Johnson is really serving? He, he was a horrific rebounder last year. If you, when he started power forward, there was a stretch where he was not generating more than two or three rebounds a game. I mean, that is hard to do, okay? Yeah, just so he's by, not, he's, by he's, virtue he's, of being out on the floor for that many minutes. It's just going to bounce in your hands. I mean, so, so he was generating nothing from rebounding. He's a minus three-point shooter. Uh, so what are his positives? Okay, he's a physical defender. They just added Jimmy, who's going to take the biggest assignment, and they still have justice. So they have two of those guys, and I think Derek, uh, provided he's here, you know, gives, is going to give you that length against guys. So they have three guys, and now we'll see what KZ is, but they project him that way too, right? So I, I think when, when you're looking at all that, I, I, I don't know really what James Johnson's role is, but I also think he's the least valuable to other teams of the four. I mean, Ke- Kelly, I think a lot of teams can see a role for in the modern NBA. Dragic is still a really good player. And so there's that. And Waiters, as much as you know my feelings about his game, I do see what you're saying. The teams will look at him as a Jamal Crawford type. Yeah, he's six man. He, I mean, he could still score. Right, exactly. And his shooting the second half of the season was solid. It, it was, again. It's just some much, of the decision making. Right, it's, it's, it's the decision to shoot all the time. But I guess if he's shooting 38% from three, then I, I guess it's hard to argue with him taking 11. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd prefer the ball move more, but – you know, it was hard to argue with it. So, all right, we're going to be right back in a second. We're going to talk about the Wall Beal situation. But first, I want to tell you about another of our great sponsors. It's Doral Toyota over there, obviously, in Doral. They've got more than 1,200 cars in inventory right now. They've got in-house financing available for credit-related issues. And here's the thing. If you mention five reasons or five on the floor, you'll work with a dedicated concierge manager not just a salesperson they're not just going to try to get you in a car they're actually going to have going to help you out to get the best price and get the best experience they're conveniently located just three blocks east of dolphin mall pricing at an all-time low and here's this they'll beat any other toyota dealer price so go to another toyota dealer if you want go to Doral toyota mention five reasons of five on the floor you're going to get great service and you're going to get the best possible price so check out DoralToyota.com. That's DoralToyota.com. And also, when you come see them, ask for the friends and family department. All right, let's get to the biggest topic. We saved it for last year. I put this on Twitter. I was a little bit surprised at the results, Alf. And I think this is because people are starting to realize how good Bradley Beal is. But I said, would you take John Wall back in a deal if you could get Bradley Beal? I didn't mean to rhyme. No Dr. Seuss stuff here. And (laughs) 63% said yes said yes now some and, said and my three percent of them are wrong well i know you're gonna say that now, now, now a lot of them said my poll was crappy because they said it, it matters like okay what are you giving up right in addition like are we dumping contracts okay are we giving up justice and bam and all the rest of this um give your view on this and then i will give mine um okay so i got john wall's contract up right now next year he makes 38 million uh the year after that 41 million the year after that, $44 million. And now 2022, he's at $47 million, right? 
for an explosive point guard who just came off an Achilles injury. That it would be the most irresponsible thing possible to put the, to 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 anchor your team with that contract. Forty-seven million. What? Let's say you first of all, Bradley Beal supposedly doesn't even like playing with John Wall, right? So now you're bringing John Wall over. In a, huh? Yeah. He does not. The, the, yeah, so, I, I know they've they've pushed those rumors to the side, but they they it was. So now loud. you're going to be asking Beal to sign an extension, to stay to to continue to play with John Wall, making that much money. What do you How can you convince Beal that you're going to be able to improve the team? But when him, Jimmy, and John Wall are going to be taking up the entire salary, the entire entire salary cap, it just doesn't make sense. So. I just I understand the yearning for people to get another superstar on this team. And I understand what John Wall was before the injury. And that would actually be a very, very good team if John Wall was healthy. John Wall, Bradley Bill, and Jimmy Butler is a really good big three. But John Wall isn't John Wall anymore. And now you're you're basically saddling yourself with almost fifty million dollars in 2023. Like, come on, like it's just irresponsible. It's just not the smart move. You can just sit tight, and then in 2021, when you have three uh, room for two max players, go after Bill. Then it just doesn't make sense to do that right now. I don't think it makes you good enough for the to, to for the sacrifice. And then if you are even thinking of giving up an asset, like someone was arguing me, arguing with me, oh, you're probably gonna have to give up a first round pick and either Justice or Bam. You have to be out of your bleeping mind if <laughs> if you think that the heat would do that. And if the heat do that, they're out of their mind. The whole, the, the, the entire benefit to Washington is to get those contracts off their books so they can re they can reload. They can restart and just, you know, basically tank and restart the whole thing. You're, you're not giving them draft picks to take on that albatross of a contract. It's insane. Yeah. So here's where I come down on this. Uh, so I'm I not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. If you, <laughs> I, I, no, no, I, I, no, I agree with you for the most part. I, I, I look, I, I'm, I'm sort of a John Wall stan. I uh, always was. I, I think part of it is I thought he got such ridiculously unfair criticism, uh, which to me was, uh, let's just use the word tinged a little bit. Um, you know, Colin Coward and some of this stuff about John Wall and the way he danced or didn't dance and all the rest of that stuff. I, I you know, I, I, I would come to John Wall's defense quite a bit because. Um, when I did talk to people in Washington and I know some people in that front office and, and they would say that, you know, John was trying to be a good leader and look at the situation he was put into in early scrimmage. I mean, John Wall, his first couple of years, here's some of the players that were on his team. Okay. Andre Blatch, JaVale McGee, Nick Young, and Jordan Crawford. That, that was the core around John Wall in Washington. And you want to know why he had trouble leading? Okay. Early on in his career. I mean, it was like knucklehead central, right? So yeah, that they're not <laughs> right. Okay, so they're not winning so family I, feud. I have a lot of respect for for what John Wall became as a player and all the rest of this. My concern is not just the contract, which you're right, is just ridiculous. Okay, but it's the other thing you said. It's it's John Wall was a player whose whose uh, you know success was always going to be based on his explosiveness. He, he's never become a plus range shooter. It's not something it's, he's not good at it. He hasn't wanted to do it much. Um, you know, he was a mid range shooter at best. His percentages got worse. The further he went away from the basket. I mean, he's an unselfish player, although some will tell you he's got some Rondo in him, which is basically like it's the pass for the assists, not the pass that 
leads to the pass that leads to the assist. The hockey assist, he's all about, you know, the assist itself, okay? And so he, he would rack up these assist numbers. But they also had some playoff teams where he was the best player. And, and I, so I, I have a lot of regard for him. Um, but, I mean, he's just – I don't know what he's going to be. I mean, Achilles injuries are pretty – you know, Boogie Cousins is an example of this too, although Boogie plays a position where it's easier to come back from, I think. But, like, I mean, we saw what it did to Kobe. We saw what it did to Neek. I mean, Achilles injuries are death to explosiveness for NBA players, or they have been. ACL tears, we've shown, you know, you, now it's four to six or four to seven months instead of, you know, 11 to 13 months, and you can come back and be relatively close to the same player. In some cases, some guys come back stronger from that. But Achilles injuries is not the case, and so – I just and I don't know how bad he wants it anymore, and so there's a lot of concern there. I love Bradley Beal, but I can't make this trade. I'm with you. I, I've thought about it the last 24 hours. I, I you just can't do it. I think Wall would be really good in the Heat culture if he's healthy. I don't know when that's going to be. And like you said, I, I don't think the rumors about him and Beal not getting along were exaggerated because that was loud stuff at the time. I mean, it was it was. I mean, the only time they seemed to ever come together was there was this whole debate my first year covering the Cavs, 14-15, uh, who had the best backcourt in the Eastern Conference? You remember this? That it was uh, it, yeah, Kyrie that and was... Dion were claiming it was them, and they didn't like each other either. I, I, and, and Wall and Beal were claiming it was them, and that was like the only time I saw Wall and Beal connected in any way. So I, I just um, – I don't think you can do it. Um, I would be more in on – a short-term deal for DeMarcus Cousins at this point than I would be for taking Wall to get Beal. I, I, I just don't think you can do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, understand, I understand the attraction there, but it's just – to me, it's just completely irresponsible. It's, you know, it's, it's you, you, know you, uh, you, you hit – you got 18 – and you know you, you hit again hoping to get 21 you know but it's i'm it's going crazy. to vegas tomorrow Alf. don't tempt yeah. me <laughs> yeah listen don't hit on 18 right don't do that i've hit on 17 before but that right, listen that, i don't care if it is you know the deal is showing the king just just uh, i i don't i don't, don't just don't, don't don't give me any ideas i had a good run at hard rock the other night but yeah look i, I i'm with you um i i thought barry's report was interesting that he said there are some in the Heat front office that are coming around to the idea. Now, we've talked about how many sort of cooks there are in this kitchen. Um, there's one guy who gets credit for the meal. And so I, I, my guess is one of the people who's – I don't know this, no inside information. One of the people who might come around to the idea is the guy whose opinion matters the most because it's, it's, it's a pat kind of move um, to make. The guy I would that's think also that probably not be- as – as worried about 2023. <laughs> right. All right. So. Now, and again, no information on this, but off the top of my head, I would think a guy like, I don't know, Shane, who, who crunches the numbers on these things might be a little more against it. Again, no information on that, but I was just trying to figure out in a room, like who would argue for what? And I wonder what the Arisons would argue, because that's going to make you a damn expensive team down the road. Like what, like what do you, if you have Jimmy's money and you have walls money, and you have Beal's money in three years, that's $135 million roughly, right? On three still, guys. And you still have to fill out the rest of a roster. And two of those guys will be deep into their 30s. 
Butler and Wall be deep into the third. I mean, Beal would be the one who's, I mean, he's 20, what, 26 now, right? So you got, uh, but you got a little time there. But yeah, I, I don't think you can do it. I, I just, I don't. I, they made the big splash move without giving up anything of significance other than, a, you know, a solid player in Josh Richardson and a heavily protected first round pick and dumping, you know, Hassan Whiteside's attitude on, you know, on uh, breweries in Portland. Okay. But like, I, I to me at this point, uh, you don't do that. All right, we'll have more episodes. I'm going to be out in Vegas, as I said, so I'll be doing some solos uh, and some interviews out there. But as soon as we have news, uh, I'll get Alpha on the horn back here in South Florida. Also, check out the coverage of the uh, the Miami Pro-Am, which we'll have. Also, Miami Heat Beats having a great week. Uh, and I'm going to have three of their guys out there with me. I'm going to be sending them to do stuff. Uh, Alex Toledo, Jack Alfonso, and Nikias Duncan are all going to be in Vegas. They credentialed four of us why they did that uh the potential four of us out in vegas so we'll have all the coverage we didn't get to tyler harrow today we will i'm gonna see him in person i'll get to see us paula in person too so we'll have more on that and and obviously all the other players that they're looking at and we'll talk to you soon support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.